What's up, guys? Ladies, gentlemen. People. People of all ages, cultures, nationality. Yep. How we doing? Here we are. Once again, World Football Talk, baby. Brought to you by your host, Ryan DiLorenzo. In the room with me, El Capteon, Quentin Volpe. How you doing? Yes, sir. Also back again for some action. Vincenzo Delberti, how are you? How's it going? Happy to be here. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It hasn't been a while. Uh, you know, made some bold predictions this weekend. Some of them came true. Some of them not. But I thought it was uh, we had a fire week of some football. There were some great games. I, I mean, the uh, the prediction thing, I don't think I've ever tr- kept track of my predictions. I'm not a, a betting man, so it's, it's cool to see, you know, what you actually think and then how things go. I'm starting to learn uh, or, you know, see what it's like when you document your predictions, which is a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, really enjoying it, and uh, hopefully we can get a little bit better because I'm not off to a hot start. See, I was off to a hot yeah. start. I was not <laughs> expecting that at all. I mean, you still, so I'm tallying everyone's points up right now. So if you're unfamiliar, what we're doing as each week goes by, we're giving our predictions. Um, and then depending on if you guess the game right or wrong, you get a point. If you guess the game correct score, you get three points. If you don't guess the result correct, you get zero. So this week, uh, I ended up with, in last place with four points, um, only guessed two games correct: the Arsenal and Newcastle game draw, the Leicester Fulham draw. Uh, I mean, Fulham win against Leicester, and I got three points for the correct score on Man United versus Brighton. I mean, uh, Bournemouth. But it really doesn't matter because everyone guessed that game three 0 Yes, I think that was a consensus. I think I think it shows a real confidence in the three of us because I don't see a lot of people uh, just agreeing with everybody else. I think somebody, especially the third person, well, obviously, I guess it would be the third person who says, no, I'm not going to guess what they guess. And that, you know, the third person is probably thrown off saying that's not going to happen if they both guess it. So that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I I would be surprised if that happens again, where we all agree on the final score. And it actually happens. It probably won't. It probably won't. Yeah, yeah. We had to text Vincenzo for his predictions. And once I saw him send us 3 now, I was like, all right. It's a lock. It's a lock. We should have put, did we put money on that? No, I didn't put money. We should have put money on that. None of us put money on that. None of us. I had a parlay made with them. It was an in-game parlay. And I did United win um, over two and a half. Rashford to score. Uh, exact score, 3 now, And it was plus, I want to say it was like, Plus twenty four hundred odds. Yes, yes. So ten bucks to win two forty. Yeah, but no one did it. I was so Ugh. I should have. We should have really just dived into one game. That should have been the game. That's fair. All three of us saying, um, we should do a weekly wager. We should wagers. What do you mean by that? We all pick a wager. Like we all go in on a wager. We all have uh, consensus. We all pick a leg of it. Uh, I like. We that. pick a game. We pick a leg of the parlay each, and then if it hits. I like that a we lot. We all throw in like two bucks. Idea. Yeah, because it would add up. Yeah, fuck it. Well, we don't throw in two bucks. We just throw our own $2 bet in. That's true. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been doing a lot of round robins, which are actually pretty cool. Basically, what it does, you pick. So I, I was picking like nine games to finish how I thought they were going to finish. And then each game gets paired with two other games. So you have sets of three. And it's all different combinations. And then you put money down. You could put, let's say you you want to risk $20 total. So you'd put down for each bet like $0.35 or a dollar, not a dollar. A dollar would be over. It'd be like like a $40 bet, $50 bet. But obviously the, the payouts are better. And then all you have to do is hit three. And let's say you hit three games out of the nine. You win at least some money back, but if let's say you hit six out of the nine, all those different combinations of those six games that you hit now get paid out accordingly to what the bet you made to um, with those odds. So it's like you kind of bet small bets. You make a lot of small bets with different combinations, and then your payout, you you get better. It's better for your like 
odds. Bet yeah, just per odds to make, yeah. so if, if odds you, to make your you, money back. Yeah, you make like exactly. three three mini parlays or three mini bets, and then if with all different combinations. Right. right yeah. Right. It's fun. It's so you, you could hit it big, but you're never, you're never really losing that much. Exactly. You might you might hit, even if you hit the three games out of nine, which I think I did this week. I won back. Uh, it was a thirty dollar total bet. I I I wound up winning back fifteen bucks, so I only lost fifteen. So. Which all things considered, isn't that bad? It's not that bad. No, definitely not. No, I I, I don't mind. I I'd rather lose fifteen than lose thirty. You know. That that seems logical to me. Yeah. I think I'd rather lose third, no, 15. Yeah. Yeah, definitely 15. No, you're right. I'm happy. Just had to coach the numbers real go. quick, and you're definitely right. <laughs> yeah, 15. I'd rather lose 15. Um, but also, back to the score predictions. Um, so I finished with five points. Like I said, two game, three games correct, one correct score. Quinton with... Also, two game, uh, three games correct, one correct score with the Man United game. Quinton had the Brighton win. Uh, he guessed two one. It wound up being a four nil victory for um, Brighton, which was crazy. Or maybe Damari Gray got a PK at the end. I think he did. I think it did finish a four one victory. Right, I think so. Yeah. Um, but then you also got the uh, City game correct with. Uh, not score wise, but the prediction you said two 0 wound up being a one 0 win for City, mm-hmm. which happened today. We're recording this today, on uh, January fifth. January fifth, Thursday, January fifth, should be out by tonight, if not Friday morning, to you know, kind of go over everything, prepare you guys for the FA Cups draws coming up. We're just gonna talk about them a little bit. Probably not go into crazy detail with prediction wise, because be honest with you, the FA Cup is tough. Yeah, that is a tough competition to predict. Yeah, is Chelsea still in it, or are they knocked out? I think Chelsea has to play Man City in the FA Cup yeah. first round at the Etihad. I believe that's Saturday, which is uh, that's a good matchup. Maybe they get it back. I would imagine City plays with like second squad, third squad. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's what you do as an EPL team if you're in Premier League. You play with the team that doesn't play in the Premier League. You play with your players that, all right, we need to get them exposure, but I'm not going to risk them in a Premier League game to benefit the team. I'd rather risk them in an FA Cup draw or a Carabao yeah. Cup or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if you're in uh, in like West Ham's case, they're in what? the Europa. Are they in Europa or they're the one below? They made conference that new league, one. Conference League, Conference yeah, League. Champions, com- like Champions sure League Conference or something league, like that. Yeah. But I feel like that's also a luxury of being one of those Premier League, like top Premier League teams. Like City can do it because they have the depth to do it. Like we that's saw true. with Chelsea, how deep is Chelsea now? They lost Pulisic and Sterling. Like, can they really rotate? Like, what, what do their backups look like? Because I thought they were already playing they backups. Have, yeah, me too. Ten, yeah. yeah, ten injuries right now. Yeah, first team player. Injury. So it's a luxury of someone like City who can bring in a Mares off the bench and be like, oh well, we'll give him a start. But Mares starting in that. The FA Cup is better than just about what anyone else has. Yeah, I mean, Mars would probably be starting on any, any other Prem team. Other prem team, yes. prem except team for maybe Liga team. Any, except for maybe Liverpool, but any other team in the league, this guy, that guy's starting. And I think yeah. that's been the key to City's success as of recently. They have the, the depth, depth to rotate the squad, so I feel like they deal with injuries, but I feel like they just always have next man up. Like It's not even like they missed anything. Yeah. They just rotate like new guys in who are just as good as the previous guy, so that's where I feel like they've had a lot more success on other teams. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I feel like City, they get the game. Obviously, they have the money to do it, to back up what they want to do with the squad. They want to bring in a lot of players and buy expensive players. I mean, what what did they sign uh, that kid Phillips for from uh, Everton? No, oh, he's, from, he's from Leeds. Or yeah. Leeds. And like we talked about the English, the Yorkshire the English tax. Yeah, right. The Yorkshire Peel, though. What a joke of a of a saying that was. I I haven't seen that. They bought him for forty two million euros, which is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of money dollars. for someone you will probably not play. Maybe they how much plays was, in the how much, was, how much was Casemiro bought for? I want to say he was bought for a decent amount of money. Um, he has to be up there as well. Um, signing fee, I, I would say yeah, seventy mil. 
euros. Yeah. It's a lot it's of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but he is paying off. Casemiro is paying off. He's definitely worth yeah. it, but how many more years? I guess we're, never, we're not going to know, but maybe, he's about 29. Yeah, maybe like another two, three years at United would be cool for them. I mean, if they uh, didn't have defensive him. Defensive midfielder, though. That's what I'm saying. I for his he, style of play, one of the best. If he wants to and he stays in shape, he, uh, you know, no injuries, maybe he could really become a United legend because yeah. he's certainly proving some class right now. If they didn't have him, who are they playing? I love no, Fred. No, Don't no, get me wrong. Down bad. Yeah. I love Fred, yeah, but McTominay and Fred under. as center defensive middies. We've seen what that is. Yeah, we know what that is already, and it's not. And it, it makes it so much better because they. What do they play? Eriksson next to him, who's not a super defensive midfielder. Who wouldn't do well next to McTominay or Fred because they're not at Casemiro's level. Exactly. But with Casemiro's defensive ability and his experience and his intelligence or whatever you want to say about him, he he makes it okay for a player with Ericsson's ability to start in uh, United's midfield, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, like you said, experience. I think they just gained a player who immediately has the most experience out of anyone on Manchester United, except, yeah, except for winning title wise, except for yeah. Ron, who also came from Madrid. Yeah, yeah but just cast me over being in Madrid a little longer. I feel like he's had a longer stretch of experience and playing more consistently than Ron did. For sure, for sure. Yeah, well, Chenzo, let's go over your score predictions as well. Um, I wouldn't say you killed us this week, but you had a good week. It was a good week. You had one, two. You had four games correct. Result wise, yeah. Let them let them know real quick. What were the games, and then so he had the um, results correct. He had the results correct for the Fulham game. He guessed a one nil win, and then obviously we all guessed the United yep. three three nothing win <clears throat> against Bournemouth. And then you also got um, just score correction. Um, I mean not score correction, result correct. Uh, you had the Tottenham win against Palace and the City win. Both two one wins by the. Winning team, you weren't right. Tottenham blew the uh, the braces off of Crystal Palace, and then you also predicted that uh, Harry Kane would have a, have a brace, which is pretty impressive. So we're going to start, actually. MVP, we do every week, we do an MVP. If you get that right, five points. Because how hard that is to do is unbelievable. So we're going to give you that five-point extra swing. So now you're looking at 13 out of 30. Guys, listen to Vincenzo. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel lucky right now. You know, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> Man's Not much got can the touch hot me right, right now. now. Man uh, I'm going to go play Lotto. Um, no, nah, but with just Harry Kane, I just knew it was going to be a bounce back game for them. He was coming off a good World Cup where, you know, I feel like even though he did miss that PK at the end, he did have a very good World Cup. Yeah, and he did. He was, came back with probably something to prove in Tottenham, not doing well in their first game. They kind of really were like, okay, this is going to be make or break for them. Like, they were going to come back and have a real bounce back game and cement themselves in the, you know, going for top three and say, hey, we're here to compete. Or they were going to just wither off and be classic Tottenham. And I was really hoping that they were going to bounce back. And if they were going to do it, Harry Kane was going to be the man for the job. So I kind of put all my eggs in the Harry Kane right there. Yeah, I mean, his initial goal, um, if we're going to get into it, beautiful ball by Perisic, who is, he's playing phenomenal since the World Cup. Yeah. He's coming back. He had two assists this game, both to Harry Kane. First one, header to the back post. No one's covering him, or there's people covering him, but it's Harry Kane. It's hard to win a ball over him. Mm-hmm. So he just puts it in. And then his second goal was good, good finish. It was touch right finish, yes. yeah. So, touch, step, hit. Yeah. That's just an experienced striker doing what he does best. No one yeah. where the goal yeah. is. And Ivan Perisic has just been resurrected under Conte. He didn't yeah. get uh, Perisic, who did he assist uh, his second assist? Uh, not unimportant. To Harry Kane. Nah, he, sec- uh, Harry Kane's goal was uh, from Brian Hill. Um, Let me just look that up real quick. Yeah, you're right. Um, I thought he had two assists. I thought, they both, I thought it said both Perisic uh, assists. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just blow up my spot. <laughs> We're going to be fact-checking each other all yeah. night now. Now you're going to get one back. Now I'm on the fucking... Now I'm on the, yeah. the P's and Q's. Yeah, no, we pride ourselves on our accuracy. If you mm-hmm. want to super intelligent and write, you know, Cross perfect. Your T's, dot your yeah, eyes, we're so smart. We're yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the podcast for you. Yeah. We are beyond that should be our Terry on Ray. Yeah. <laughs> put us on put us on a panel. That's all we ask for you. You NBC. know what would be perfect for us? We gotta get Taylor Tolman on. Oh yeah, his takes would fit right in. Who's Taylor Tolman? Tolman. 
Twoman. Taylor He's one Twoman. of the uh, American announcers that are just. Uh, I I can't stand American announcers. They he really is uh, incredible. Whatever. Is he good? He's actually good. Or no, it's just it's funny. He's just he has okay. some controversial takes. Yes, as does Lexi Lalas. But uh, let's not talk about those guys. <laughs> let's so talk about the we... stars. Talk about the the prem. Here we go. All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, we opened with a. We we kind of touched on it last episode, uh, me and Q, with the Brentford Liverpool game. Um, just to go into a little bit now, Liverpool just looked struggled from the back. It just looked like they were giving up a lot of opportunities. The midfield couldn't hold the ball. Uh, I know they're dealing with injuries as well, but at the same time, you're Liverpool, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to deal with Brentford. Shout out to Brentford, though, who. You know, we could say all these things we want about Liverpool not performing, underperforming. Dude, the team is set, bro. Thomas Frank has these people ready to go. Even without I- Ivan Tony this game, who's supposed to be back for next week um, in a matchup against a down-and-out Bournemouth squad at home. So Yeah, so that should be a good game. Should be a good game for them. Uh, ben Mee with a goal also. Very important for him. To, you get a de- defender goal. I mean, not only is it I think six points in fantasy Premier League, but as an overall team, um, dude, when your defender scores a goal, your attackers are now going. We're let this guy scoring goals. We're, this guy's gonna be putting balls in the net. I gotta put a ball in the net, which we saw. I mean, the game finishes three one. Um, who else had a uh, uh, Wisa had two? Uh, and Boymo had one, and Wisa had one. Yeah, yeah so he, Wisa, I, unlucky. Guy could have had a hat trick yeah. uh, if it wasn't for some uh, decisions that were, I I think, rightfully called. But yeah. I, I don't think if VAR's a thing, I think he gets a hat trick. Yeah, and then uh, you know another struggling game from just Liverpool's forwards. I think Nunez. There was multiple opportunities he could have put the ball away. Uh, we're watching one here as we speak. He touches the ball around, shoots it on net. Ben Mee's just in a beautiful position to stop the ball. But dude, you're a forward man. Put that in the air. He's not a goalie. He can't get down on the ground and save it. So why would you keep it on the floor? You know, he's going to put his body on the floor. Put the ball up in the net. He can't use his hands to save it. And that's, then, just, that's just also a player just not having confidence, right? He yeah. doesn't have it on. It's not hasn't been his day, so he just yeah. doesn't have that confidence to finish. Which, I mean, you know, I love that Liverpool's standing behind him and all the fans are standing behind him because that's kind of what he needs. Um, if you do boo him, if you do talk about how bad he is, like, listen, we can, because I'm not a Liverpool fan. None of us are Liverpool fans. We don't live in England. But if you are a supporter of the team and you live in Liverpool, Merseyside, dude, you got to support the guy. Very tough game, I think, for Liverpool. Um, they're sitting in seventh right now. It was uh, Brentford with that win puts them only a point behind. Uh, my bad. Liverpool sitting in sixth. Brentford now two points behind Liverpool, sitting in ninth. Um, it was just good to see from them, man. Brentford's it's a team that, what, we were saying last week, they haven't yeah. been in the Premier League in like 70-something years. Yeah, before last season. or the season like Since like the that. 30s, right? They haven't been in the top league. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, it's, it's really good to see them doing well and having a good run of form. Uh, the manager's clearly, like you said, doing a great job. Um, I hope to see see more like it. Yeah. Hopefully, Tony the uh Tony coming back could give them a nice boost, and they could continue to you know just apply some pressure to the top and really mess up uh mess up the table. Yeah, I agree. I think it could be a lot of fun seeing a team like this evolve, a Newcastle team evolve, um, into teams that now are going to be battling for Europa League. Um, what was what did we decide? What's the name of the league underneath the champions? Conference League. Conference League. Conference Europa, league. Yeah, UEFA Conference League. So, like, dude, these are important leagues that if you get into these competitions as a team, not only do you make money, it's not all about money, but you get to showcase what you have. Maybe you win fucking. Do you get an automatic bid into Europa League if you win the Conference League? I would yeah. imagine they would do it that that's way, a, but yeah, I have probably. no idea. That'd be pretty cool if they did. I mean, why not? Dude, that, yeah, that could be a team that's getting relegated. Yeah, you could they have get a relegated re- in their their top in the five European league. 
but they do well in the conference league and they end up winning it. Yeah. Then they're playing second division football when playing Europa League. Europa League. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's uh, fun. To, it's fun to see. And then, like, as a player, if you were to go join that team, listen, let's help us come back to the main league in our and the, the whatever country that you're playing for, and you get to play some Europa. We're still a good team. You know, maybe we got relegated, but we're still a good team. Come join us. I don't know. I think it's exciting stuff to see, especially from this Brentford side. What a what a rare. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it will happen. Yeah, but other than this game, um, this game happened on, I want to say it was Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Wednesday matchup. Tuesday matchup, sorry. Monday. Was it a Monday matchup? You just went through three days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was Wednesday. Backwards from Wednesday. It was a Monday matchup. Monday right. matchup. Thank you. Um, got there. But then the next day, we had a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, we had a solid couple games. Uh, we... You know, a game that we thought was going to be one of the best games of the week. Uh, we predicted Arsenal and Newcastle to show out. We thought it was going to be a goal fest. We thought that, you know, Saka would get on the board. Odegaard would change it up. But Nick Pope had different answers, and so did Arsenal's defense. Uh, they didn't play the greatest game, Arsenal's defense, but they did enough. They did enough. Uh, ben White got up in the tack a lot. I thought that both teams kind of defensively would be pushing for the win. Whereas, like, we kind of saw at the end, Arsenal was, you know, willing to push men forward and Newcastle kind of just set back. Because, I'm not going to lie, a draw in Emirates, that's a win for uh, Newcastle. See, I was going to say that. That's, this is this says more about Newcastle than I think it does about Arsenal. People are like, oh, well, how does Arsenal not win this game? I think uh, Newcastle played a great game. Yeah. I think that they, they earned... A tie here, they earned a draw, and I feel like it's it's a little more on them doing what they had to do than Arsenal not playing as well. Like we we can now see, hey, Newcastle just went up against the best in the league, and they didn't blink, didn't yeah. flinch. Yeah, they Said, played hey, a really gonna, good game. We're gonna come here and compete, and that's what they did. Offensively, they didn't. They didn't really have that many shots. Almiron didn't really show up. Uh, Willick didn't really have that good of a game. Joel Wilton didn't have that good of a game. Bruno uh, Guillermez didn't have that good of a game. But defensively. Dude, Botman shut down Saka, mm-hmm. which, come on. You know how hard it is to shut down Saka? Yeah, he's in form. Yeah, he's playing really well right now. And then even in, like, the, I think it was, like, the 80-something minute, 86 minute, uh, Nick Pope with a clinical leg save against a um, Martinelli who's just been kind of scoring every game. I think he was 3-for-4 his last four games or 3-for-3 three three his last three games. So... You know, Arteta's gonna say, "Oh, we got, sh- we got shit, we got shit." Oh, the ref, the ref wanted them to win this game, dude. Shut up! Stop blaming the fucking refs. Go on with your life. What are you gonna do? What, why, what is benefiting talking to the camera saying, "Oh, we got shitted on by the the refs." Well, he knows it's not gonna do anything. But yeah, but what's the point, man? Your your teammates, your players are chilling in the. Dressing room, watching the TV. You do the interview. Well, there's a point. No, there's a point for the players. Then they're thinking, coach. You know, coach is sticking out for coach us. Coach is happy. You know, we're doing the right things. We yeah. didn't get. We got unlucky today. We're on the right path. We gotta keep doing what we're doing. I think that's a decent, decent message. Yeah, to I mean. Be sent. I just don't like uh, talking about the refs in the press conferences. That's the reason yeah, that no, you lost. Definitely, yeah. definitely. You, I don't like that. you had 90 minutes to score. You had opportunities left and right. That's not The refs aren't the reason for a missed shot or a missed pass or a, a player not being where he should be. That's not the ref. You could say, okay, maybe a play here, a play there. But unless the refs lose you the game, I don't think you put it on the refs. Like if this is 0-0 and the refs gave you know, a really soft PK call to Newcastle and then Newcastle wins one nothing, then you can make the argument. But at a 0-0 draw, you just have to say, hey, we weren't, we weren't good enough to yeah. win today. Eddie Hall, Eddie Howe? Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe just had the right tactics coming into this game. We're going to shut down Saka. We're going to shut down Martinelli. Yeah, let him give it to Nikita or Nketiah. And he, you know, defensively, they shut him down. Xhaka didn't really have that good of a game in the midfield. It was a cagey affair, um, to put it best. It just, it, no team really wanted to break the draw. And this is what you end with, a 0-0 tie, which, you know, as much as we're talking about it, it was a lot of, it was intense. It was intense to the last couple minutes. Well, and tensions were high in this game. I just feel like these are two teams who don't really 
like each other. A lot of hard tackles going in. We see a lot of players going to ground. Like, a good amount of yellow cards. It was a very scrappy affair. Yeah. Right. Well, they have, a. I think, one of the best Prem games I've ever seen was between these two. I think I talked about it on a different pod. With Sadio Mane. With, uh, no, not no, Czech Teote. Oh, that's who it was. Had a hat trick, right? No. 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 Just a, a long-range screamer. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, with, I recall uh, this. Newcastle were down 4 nil at half. And they, they tied 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, you got to love that. You got to love... One of my first memories of the Prem was Czech Teoti's goal. Volley from about 30 out. Demba Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Was Demba on the squad back then? Puppy Cisse? Yeah, what a legendary duo that was. Yes. Well, great game. I mean, for those who don't, you know, follow the sport to the extreme, yeah, I've heard people say this is a boring game, but if you love the sport, man, this was just so much fun to watch. It really just... To the last minutes, and you know, you probably knew it was going to end the tie. No one was really trying to push it to get the win, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But then the game after this, um, we had in Everton side playing against uh, at home against a Brighton side that we kind of felt that. Um, you want me to take it? No, I'm going to take it. I want you to take one. I've I'm been down. sipping on it. I've been sipping on it. Oh, you're not taking this as a... I'll finish it. Sponsored by Michter's Bourbon. U.S. One Barrel. All right. Yeah, I was just going to throw it. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Well in. Whew. It's warm. Yummy. Warm's right up. Um, my prediction of this game, I thought Everton... With a really good draw against Man City would come out and really showcase what they kind of did to Man City. But it almost seemed like they kind of forgot their whole game plan against City. Which was sit back, wait for the counters, move on the break. Damari Gray, let's find him outside the box to you know potentially get a goal. The goal, I mean the game opens with uh, Matimo, um, who... Q actually spotted. He said he was going to have a great game. He did. Opens the goal in the opens the game up with the goal in the 15th minute. It's really good to see out of the uh, Japanese winger. Yes, Japanese. You know, there's there's two things I could take away from from this game. Uh, is that Brighton is as we assumed or as we thought, uh, super dynamic, entertaining, exciting side. And the Frank Lampard is not the type of manager to show up in the Premier League. I don't, you know, how do I you... I heard he's getting sacked. Yeah, he's, I'm surprised he hasn't been. Yeah. The, you know, I want to see him be a legendary manager, be a good manager as a, as a supporter of Chelsea. But to see him, uh, you know, not be able to get a team to go against Brighton after they have a, a draw like that, they're not motivated to do better than four nothing. Yeah. That's incredible. That's that's eye opening to ownership. It should be anyway. It should be. I mean, also Brighton, you know, this is another game. It's kinda like the Brentford game where, you know, we look at Brighton, the team that has shown, has showcased this is probably their third year now where they've showcased they're a team to be reckoned with in, in the <laughs> Premier League. God bless you. Thank you. No problem. They don't take shit. Solly March, beast. Matomo, beast. McAllister, really good player as well. They might have a really exciting young player in Ferguson mm-hmm. up top. He has two Premier League goals. I he, There's no way he has more than three Premier League appearances, I don't think. And um, just, you know, his, his goal this, uh, this game was a good finish. Uh, good forwards play. Big man up top. Um, I, you know, myself, I probably would have put it right into the goalkeeper, but he had no problem finding the upper corner. He kept his cool. Um, you know, I could, a lot of prospects on this Brighton team. The list goes on. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Billy Gilmore, maybe not one of them, unfortunately, because what a, what a prospect he was back in the day. Yeah. I mean, even if you run through them, we'll run through their squad a little bit, you know, Lamptey. Pascal Gross, Adam Lalana, 
Mac um uh, McAllister. Defensively, they got so, um Solly March, Joe Joe Veltman, Lewis Dunk and up top, even hurt right now, Danny Welbeck, Trussard, you know, Trussard's been having a great campaign. He's been doing really well. <laughs> You know who, who you don't mention yet. I don't know if you're getting there. Uh, Estupinian and yeah. Caicedo, or however you say that last name, two Ecuadorians, um, 21 and 24, uh, exciting players. I think Estupinian is a yeah. a very good attacking fullback, um, and Caicedo does it all. Yeah, in the midfield. Yeah, Ecuador was. I remember before this World Cup, they were in uh, arms. No, they made it to the World Cup, right? They were in the Ecuador. Yeah. Played, nah, they Anna played Valencia. Qatar. And Valencia had a great World Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. played Qatar first game. Yeah. Which was crazy. It was like six six weeks ago yesterday. Wow. That was the first game. Doesn't feel like six weeks ago. Nah, it feels like a year ago. That, yeah, at least. that could have been last year. Yeah. <clears throat> what a fucking tournament. Um, but great game from Brighton. I mean, they really just showcased everything. Uh. You know, bad call on me. I just thought Everton maybe they could do it. I kind of wanted to just go against the the grain on that one. Um, normally, I would take Brighton to win. So, but just you know, Brighton, great game to watch. Normally, great team Normally, to watch. I would have guessed that one right. Normally, typically, I, I don't know. I, I want to have faith. Half, I want to have faith in Super Frank and Everton. Like, come on. Yeah, like, I, I, want, I do want to root for them. I want them to I do well. I want to also. Yeah. But I but just the facts are just, it's it. so hard to. They, facts. they make facts. it so difficult. It's yeah. like, why did I put, why did I take Southampton? Why do you, I was thinking to myself that whole game. Because they were in last place. Why that's are you why taking a last, place game, a last place team? Why, why are you taking a last place team? We like was, the underdog. Yeah. I do. I do like Sunny Brockport to win the, uh, the Suniax. We love an underdog. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that would have happened? No what, one. Oh, what were the odds? What are the odds pre shit. preseason? Preseason odds twelve hundred. Preseason odds maybe fourteen hundred. Holy shit! It had to be, and I would have taken them if it was legal. <laughs> Let's get betting on DC uh, D three side. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. If you uh, next time you listen to our pod, yeah. Shout out Bogata. That's a, it's a tidy finish from Ferguson. It's right. Here. Yeah, it's really nice. Great move. One touch knows where the keeper's going. He's diving. He's happy about it. I would say so. I would be pretty happy. I would <sighs> be ecstatic. Please. I'd be rock hard. <laughs> I'm bricked up right now. I'd be bricked. They're selling bricks up in this bitch. <laughs> nah, this is good. World footy talk. World footy talk. We don't give a fuck. Moving on from that game, also the same day, we had a Leicester hosting Fulham game, which Mitro's on fire, baby. The guy doesn't know how to stop. Last game, he knew how to stop. He didn't score. Hey, you chill. You chill over there, all right? Yeah, no, no, Purple no. headphones. It could happen to anybody. We saw it happen to Holland today. It's true. Probably Holland, one of Holland's first games without a single uh, stat, uh, stat on the stat sheet, score sheet. Yeah, I'm seeing if I could find a stat for that right now, actually. Last time, he went without a goal over assist. But uh, what game were we talking Fulham. So Fulham, yeah, Fulham win, solid clean sheet. Um, who's their goalie? Uh, Leno from Arsenal, I believe. For Fulham, yeah, I believe it's Leno. Um, I think they signed him this year, coming in. Yeah, he came from Arsenal this year once uh, Martinez was kind of solidified as the starter last season. So I mean, yeah, uh, Ron Leno coming from Arsenal with a. Three point six million fee, not bad. Not bad. It's a steal. And his market value right now is ten mil. Yeah, well, he's having a good season. He went to Arsenal for a big fee. They took a big loss. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yep. Um, Where did he come from? Germany. Leverkusen. Yeah. 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 Well, he had a great game. Not only did he have a great game, uh, Tim Ream. Tim Ream. Another. We're a pro Tim Ream podcast. Tim we Ream, pro, the dream, baby. Pro Tim Ream podcast. Don't Tim Ream, you. you can come on whenever you want. You're welcome whenever. Forget about Ream. Don't, 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 don't you forget about Ream. I love this guy. How can it's you class. not? How do you nah, not? No, you can't. You can't. If that you're an American Golasso, soccer fan. Bro, that Golasso against, what was it, Palace? 
I, th- I believe it was last week. House. Last it was last week or last so. Week, yeah. But it toppings. Oh man, just um, absolutely. He's playing phenomenal. Yeah, it was against Crystal Palace. Their three no, uh, three nil victory day after Christmas. Palace off of two losses in a row. Seven yeah. zero aggregate, huh? Yeah, they're having a tough tough time. Uh, Patrick Vieira might be. No, no, that's not the image the that's sticks. painted in my head right now. What? Are, where are they placed? Uh, Crystal Palace is currently sitting twelfth, okay. but only seven games off the bottom. So seven points. Seven points, my bad. We'll say lukewarm. Lukewarm seat. Yeah, they're not chilling. They're not having a good time. It's not a hot seat, but it's lukewarm. It's, I, it's I love there. their. I think their attack is loaded. I know it's fun to watch, but dude, loaded. If you can't defend properly, or if you, yeah. dude, they couldn't even put goals against in against Tottenham. Meanwhile, Tottenham was giving up goals in the first half, like left and right, every for the last opportunities in the first half. Yeah, yeah. they had endless opportunities the first half, yeah. and they just couldn't figure out how to put one of them away. It's one of those things, man. Uh, you get a pl- you get a coach. Oh, this is the goal. Mitro. Mitro's on fire. La 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 la. Mitro's on the fire. The look Your good. defense is terrified when Mitro's on fire. Is this somebody who... How old is Mitro? Do we know? Mitrovic, I would say he's in his 30s. Um, Let's get an exact because I want to make an impa- a comparison right now. Alexander Mitrovic, 28. 28. Not bad. When kind of young. Yep, hit me with it. <laughs> Market value sitting at twenty four million right now. When did Olivier Giroud? Oh, here we go. Start getting the respect he deserves. Shit, how old is? Probably Giroud? in the last World Cup, two thousand eighteen. So Giroud four years ago. Is Giroud thirty four? I just threw out a this random. I just ran a, a random thirties number. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, Giroux is... He could probably be like 32. 36. Holy. So I'd say he started getting some recognition when he won the World Cup, maybe. Like when he, yeah, because even when he, he was at he Arsenal... He didn't get it at Chelsea. He, he didn't get, get it, it at, at Arsenal. Chelsea. He didn't get it at Arsenal. He got it at Chelsea a little bit after the World Cup. Now he's at AC Milan and still scoring goals as a 36-year-old. And he's getting some respect. So that could be the type of career that we see Mitrovic go through. Because he's in a Prem team. Just two different players, though. Why? Same type of game. I mean, dude. I just think Giroud is so much cleaner technically and had so much more Did you more see that flair. weak foot finish there? I just wouldn't put Mitrovic and Giroud in the same category. Oh, I think we'll different. see in eight years' time. All right. I if think he's not Olivier Giroud, I'll come find you. Fair. I think um, the stats Mitrovic put up last season in the championship – is unparalleled. I think he broke the stat, the stat record for most goals. He had forty-three goals. What in the championship last year? That's only league play. In second, yeah, that's only championship play. He probably had goals in all the cup games. Um, only six PK goals, forty-three total. Second to him was uh, Dominic Solanke, who had twenty-nine. So this guy was. He's on fire. He comes into the Prem. First year in the Prem in probably a, a decent amount of time. I don't think he's ever been in the Prem. I don't know, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Yeah. And, dude, 43 goals. He brings that into the Prem. It's it's inevitable. I think he's, what? what is he ranked right now? Third behind Harry Kane and Erling Holland, with like 12 goals in the Premier League. So the guy is... It's good company. The guy's flying. It's a very good company. I think he's tied with uh, Ivan Tony. Uh, he's one behind Ivan Tony with eleven goals, which is uh, you know it's good to see out of the lad. He's playing right. well. The whole team's playing well. Fulham is. You do not want to play Fulham right now, and unfortunately, unfortunately to Chelsea, they have to play him on Thursday. Which kind of you know that there was a lot of questions in the air for that game. Uh, we're gonna get into that later though. Um, and then also Fulham has to play a whole city side for the FA Cup this Saturday coming up, which should be a fun game to watch as well. So, um, you know, Fulham on fire, Mitro on fire. And then we're going to move to the following day. Um, 
I think, yeah, it was the next day after that. United versus Bournemouth. And man, oh man, is United playing well. I mean, you want this, Chens? Yes, please. I mean, we all predicted Man U 3-0, so we all felt pretty confident in them. We were all very confident in United to win by two and a half goals. Um, we didn't get the third goal until like the 87th minute against a... Is this for me? Yeah. Okay. Grazie. Grazie. Rashford puts one in early. Casimiro puts one in with a beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. We're drinking uh, four Locos right now for anyone that's wondering. Uh-huh. Got to get that energy in, you know. They're and then they're they're the classic four locos too. They're not the the new ones with no caffeine. These have extra yeah. No, caffeine. we found them off eBay. Yeah, we bought these off eBay. What, what um, game were we on? We were on the United game. So I was saying Casemiro, beautiful goal, peachy top corner. This guy is unbelievable right now, man. He is he's playing out of his mind. He is really defining himself as. One of the best center defensive minis in the game. And it's fun to watch. Yeah, he's doing great. Great like success. Man, man U's been looking for this player for a long, yeah. long time. Since like probably Michael Carrick days. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't even think he was obviously as no. good as what Casemiro was. I still think Michael Carrick was underrated in those teams. But they haven't had a player like Casemiro in a long, long time. Yeah. And I said it before uh, before we started recording. Um, you know, if they don't sign him, who are they playing with right now in the middle? Fred and McTominay or Fred and Erickson or McTominay and Erickson. It's not as good as Casimiro and Erickson or Casimiro and Fred or Casimiro and Scott McTominay. 100%. And, you know, I don't even – is McTominay healthy right now? Yeah. Because I, I couldn't tell you the last time I heard his name. He had a good goal against uh, Ashton Villa in the FA Cup or maybe it was the Carabao Cup. Was that right before the World Cup? Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first games before they went into break. Yeah, so I guess the World Cup kind of makes it feel a little bit longer. Yeah. Like I said, six weeks ago was Ecuador versus Qatar. That's a long time. Qatar. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Qatar, Qatar, I don't know what you want to say, but we're not here right. to get into we it. Got, we got Iran, right? We got Iran. Iran. But I, uh, I, I firmly believe United are back. Um, you know, they have a... Quote it. Quote it. They're back. They're going to put up a tough game against the City squad on the 14th. (laughs) I do think it'll be one of the more exciting Manchester derbies we've seen in recent times. I mean, remember the one year or two. I think it was 2018. United's down 2-0. Pogba's in the game. uh, Alexis uh, Sanchez. Sanchez is in the game. Pogba opens the game up. With the goal, like early minutes, Didn't second half. Did somebody score from midfield against Ederson on Man United? Uh, Scott Matomane. Yeah, it it was like off. forty yards out. It was right near the midfield, but it was yeah. he tried to Ederson tried to play it out through the back, gave um, Scott Matomane just open field advantage, and he hit it one time right over his head. It was I was actually. <laughs> So my cousin was being baptized. My cousin's kid was being baptized. So my second cousin. And I'm chilling in the church. I'm like, yeah, I got to watch this game. So I put the I put the phone in like a, like the gospel. Like yep, where that, you would yep, yep. read the songs and stuff. And I pretended like the I was hymns. just. Yeah, I pretended I was just reading the hymns. But realistically, I was watching the United game. That's no Jesus is a Man United fan. He has to be. He loves the Red Devils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen. Um, what what's the devil's name? Um, Satan. Lucifer. 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 He was once an angel. He was. Yeah. And God loves everyone. So there were boys once before, but now he's like, now nah, we ain't boys no more. No, I think there's still boys, but I think he just looks at Lucifer where he's like, listen. You have to do all these well, things. Well, Jesus loves all and forgives all. So he's exactly. just like, come on, man. Come back in. Yeah. You can come home. You, you can come, come home. home man. Come home. That's what England's saying right that now. Was Bring the it home. That was I was hoping for, Vincenzo. That's, yeah. the, that's the God. That's the God. Thing. God wants Lucifer. Hey, dude, enough with all that. Enough with Sodom and Gomorrah, you know. Enough with all this stuff. Come home, man. But Lucifer's like, nah, man. And I, messing I, I like it down here. It's warm. Yeah, messing with Earth is a lot of fun. 
It's a and, lot of fun. And on to our next uh, Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to read Ezekiel uh, 18.25. Quentin's up. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you they're doing they're doing really well. They're they're uh in a great run of form. Casemiro's certainly playing his part as uh one of the signings of the season. And uh you know, the Ronaldo departure, there's been that stat floating around that there are four wins in the four games since he left. And I don't want to say that's all him. No, but I mean it doesn't it doesn't look great. How many of those wins were without Harry Maguire as well? It's <laughs> a good question. Not this he, play, one. he played. <laughs> he played in against the most Burma. recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like what they did to Ronaldo was one of the scummiest things you can do to one of the legends that exists in the league. I mean, look what they did to Embalming today with Chelsea. They sub him on. They subbed him off. Was there this? Oh my God! They subbed Embalming uh, on and then off. There wasn't all this uproar. I don't know. I haven't been on social media since the game, dude. But dude, it would have been talked about. During the analysis, we didn't see it one time. All cameras would have been on uh, Pierre uh, Emmerich and Balmiang, but it wasn't because this is what they do with this guy Ronaldo. They know that he has the most views or the most followers on Instagram, the most followers on basically any social media platform. He gets paid the most, especially now that he signed with the uh, Saudi Arabian team. Saudi Arabian, yeah, so yeah Saudi. Yep, yep, yep. Um, they this is what they do. They it's it's. Easy marketing, it's easy ways to grab headlines, to grab, grab clicks online, and it's disgusting that, that this is the world we live in now. I also feel like he brings it on to himself, though. That's because I would agree. He, he invites it. He, 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 no. br- he brings it on to himself, this body language and the way he asks, and doing the Piers Morgan interview, why would you do all that stuff and then be like, Oh, well, why is everyone being so mean to me? Well, dude, you just did a whole bunch of shit. Why wouldn't we start talking I about I think it's sticking up for himself. I love Ronaldo, and he will go down as one of the GOATs alongside Messi. Obviously, he doesn't have that World Cup title, but in the scheme of things... It matters. It Don't matter. say it doesn't matter. Dude, just watch Ronaldo highlights. I mean, like I know you guys have seen his yeah. highlights, but I'm saying for people who are still you know, interested in the game itself, who don't fully have seen all highlights of people and players that we've grown up playing and watched, watch his highlights. I mean, he's definitely top five. Yeah. That's all that matters. Who cares if you're not the best of the best of the best? Sir. Men in black. I mean, top, top, top five of anyone's is going to be all mixed and matched up. It really is personal preference, but it, it really should be like a pretty consistent top three or four. Just the things he's been able to pull off on the pitch is just unbelievable. And, you know, I don't hate Ten Hag. Um, I appreciate everything he's done doing for this team. But he was hired by the Glazers. And I just don't like the Glazers. It was a great game by United to get back into it. Luke Shaw with a goal. Ganacho with an assist. And then the, the last goal of the game is a uh, Rashford I mean, uh, Rashford goal assisted by Bruno. So, it's just good to see, man. The team's buzzing. This matchup against City is going to be, like Q said, one of the best we might ever see between them. Yeah, definitely it will be intense and uh, one of the better ones we've seen over recent years. Or we're less City favorited. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm most excited about is the expectations aren't all City yeah. this time. Well, I feel like even though Arsenal are in first place, people usually compare themselves to Manchester City. And like when they play them, it is the barometer. Like, okay, City's typically the most talented team in the Prem. So when you play them, it's kind of like, all right, how do we stack up against the best? Because they've been consistently the best for a while now. So even though Arsenal are in first, I feel like it's a bigger test to play City. Yeah, I think so too. I think the history and the trophies and the players that exist within City's history and present. It's just one of those teams that you take down. Dude, Brentford took him down. It's, it's possible. It's possible. It's so, it's so doable for United. If it's been doable, it's and United have done it when it's, it doesn't look doable. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it it's just, possible. It makes for if United game. draw or win, I'll say United are back. A draw or a win from United, and I'll say they're back. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, we'll see. Well, anyway, good game against a, Bur- like a Hurt and Berman squad. Um, also following that day, we had the Southampton-Nottingham game. 
Nottingham doesn't look that bad, man. They're, they they look explosive on the counter. They play great defense. Um, I think James Ward-Prowse had a... He struggled at home somehow. Um, I don't know if the energy is just not there at St. Mary's. But, you know, you would think, last place, let's pick it up. Let's get into a form. Let's get out of relegation zone because... Dude, I, I couldn't tell you the last time Southampton had to play championship ball, but it's looking like that now. It's yeah, looking I mean, like they're going to drop. They definitely don't feel like a team we should be like battling to stay in the Premier League because they've been consistently one of the mid-table to upper mid-table teams in the Prem. And, I mean, you look at even just like five or six years ago, they're basically a feeder team for Liverpool. Yeah. And how many great players that they had come through Southampton, and now they're battling to just stay in the Prem. It just doesn't even feel right. Well, I, I always, I've said this on the pod, I always put them as a team that's going to be battling relegation um, for at least the last four or five years. I mean, I could remember thinking back to uh, uh, sophomore sophomore year of college and specifically remembering thinking that they were not going to be a team to survive. But they've surprised us before. I wouldn't be surprised if they surprise us again. I guess that's a kind of contradictory. But... Uh, you know, they could make a run to stay in it. You know, they're only three points away from safety right now. Um, beating Everton right now would put them in 18th, just one point shy of West Ham. Uh, and for Everton to fall or take that loss, they'd be sitting in 19th. So it's really, really uh, interesting to see where this one will go. But, yeah, um, I think, you know, Southampton – Showing a game like that, so disappointing for them. They just got totally dominated by Nottingham, and uh, I feel like Nottingham just kind of exposed them. But it was a good game. It was a good game from Nottingham. All respect. All respect to Nottingham. Um, who's that one young kid? Ah, uh, the English, the English winger. Yeah, there was a there was a winger that. Nah, some kid played in the right here. He played in the uh, World Cup. He was on Nottingham. I don't see any. Dennis Brennan Johnson. Did he play in the World Cup? Yeah, he did for Wales. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, good lad. Had a great assist. Go Wales, go Welsh. Yeah. Uh, but then the next game was uh another game we thought was gonna be an intense game: Leeds versus West Ham, and uh. You know, West Ham played a good game. I'll give them every respect. I thought it was going to be David Moyes' uh, farewell farewell tour, but he wound up uh, showing out. Yeah, rallying. So all respect, all respect to David Moyes and the West Ham squad. Good to see Skamaka get a goal. Yeah, I yeah. think he's a really good forward who who just hasn't been. Things haven't been clicking at West Ham in general, so I feel like it's not fully his fault. But I feel like he's a guy who can really make a difference in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing well. That was a great finish. What yep. he, what was. He had. Terrible turnover by Aronson. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Which is upsetting. But not great to see. Very Just bad. Not great. I haven't seen something like that from him. It's okay. I mean, it wasn't the last man back. He wasn't playing it to the goalie. Um, Still. There was four defenders or maybe five defenders behind him when he played the ball. But it was just, you know, a good turn on a on a mistake and a very good finish from It was. Place. I'm not gonna deny the finish was Yep, that's class. I mean, off the pipe and in. It's a very t- uh what's his name saves that goal. Uh if you know, if it's not hitting off the pipe, uh Millionaire Melier. Still can't say his name. But uh yeah, I mean, he saves that. If that's not hitting pipe and going in, he saves that normally. He was mm-hmm. stretched out too. Like mm-hmm. it was it was a really stretch. yeah. Great finish, uh, great opening goal for Leeds to begin with, and then also uh, the game, the goal to tie it to make it two two was a is a very good goal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was probably the one of the best games of the week, to be honest, goal scoring wise, um, other than Brighton's thrashing, but still, it was a good game to watch. Yeah, exciting to see it back and forth instead of one sided. Yeah. That game was also followed by a Villa Wolvenhander Wanderers game, which uh, you know Villa coming into this game with a two nothing win against Tottenham. You would think they would just be flying high, kind of you know not ready to let up, uh, but they do. They they let up a, to a really good uh, 
Potence finish, which was just beautiful touches on top of the box, and he just kind of like dribbles through. Like you, you even referenced it. You said he was like kind of looked like Eddie and Hazard in the box. Yeah, he certainly has that style of play in the low center of gravity, uh, the buzz cut with the the high fade, it's baller baller status. Uh, just the drip alone, but no, nah, his his play speaks for itself. He's exciting. He had a big injury, but um. When he's on the ball, he's tough to stop. He's dangerous in the box. He wants goals, as you saw from that scissor kick uh, in the highlights from outside the 18. And like I said, I'm not getting mad at one of my players. If if it's a player like that who you know does spectacular things, you can't get mad at somebody for attempting that. Because you know, once in a while, somebody's you hit that. it. Yeah. yeah. And players feed off confidence also. They need to know that the coach believes in them and has the confidence in them to to play free and they don't have to play thinking, is this going to get me in trouble? Am I going to get yelled at by the coach? Just play free, play your game. You're out there for a reason. Just go out there and be you. Yeah, yeah. that's the worst. I think you kind of have to it, – it makes everyone else think on the pitch they can also do something ambitious. <sighs> yeah. If you could pull it off, man, and it was close, it wasn't like, oh, wow, wayward. <laughs> it was a couple feet off target. A couple feet off target. It was – it was yeah, fun maybe, to watch. Maybe a yard or two, but it was nothing outlandish. Yeah. You can't score an incredible goal if you don't try it. Yeah, exactly. What, what was, uh, you know, Gretzky, Gretzky's thing? Michael you, Scott's. Michael Scott's thing. You know, you miss 100 shots you don't make. 100% of shots you don't make. Wayne you don't Gretzky, take. You don't take. Yeah, but Wayne classic, Gretzky, classic Scott. FIFA reference, you can't buy the the raffle if you don't buy a ticket. You can't win the raffle if you don't you buy a ticket. can't win the raffle if you sorry. What's going on over here? But, yeah, uh, disappointing draw. I would say for Villa, Bailey, not coming up big. Come on, man. Finish <sighs> that. Finish that, man. You got to finish that. I mean, don't. easy for us to say, but, yeah, you have to finish I know, that. I know. <laughs> don't, you know, anything we say, just know we also would never be able to pull that off. So, don't take it from us. We just sit here as spectators going, hmm. Finish that. I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he could have put, like, if he really digged into it, if he could have put that away. Yeah. You would expect him to put it away, but what are you going to do? Listen, I just want to see good goals, and that's what I, you know, I pay Peacock for, is to watch a good goal once in a while. But after that game, we had a Palace hosting Tottenham. Just a absolute thrashing of Tot- um, of Palace from Tottenham. You know, uh, uh, Harry Kane brace. Well predicted. Like you predicted, Chenzo, yep. yeah. Harry Kane. Um... Yeah, really good game. I just thought uh, they held them to half, a little zero-zero draw to begin. Yeah, and then they stepped up the line and game over. Yeah. Well played by Conte and his men. That was a good game plan for the second half. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. First half was super entertaining. Palace had a lot of uh, excitement, a lot of opportunities going forward. Um, but they were unable to get the end product, and... I guess at the end of the day, that's, you know, not not I guess. At the end of the day, that's that's what counts. Yeah. Conte kind of just turned it up, and uh, Vieira wasn't ready. Yeah, their attack, I don't know. I just feel like their attack didn't really, you know, try to get after it, try to get that extra pass, make that extra move. I felt like they were very towards the box, almost like how kind of Chelsea looked today. Inside the box couple feet outside the box they were very indecisive no one was making off ball movements no shots no shots that's the game you get when you don't take your opportunity like we said another another example um well it comes down to final third execution like you can have all the build-up play you want and you know work it from your 18 up to their 18 but if you can't finish and execute in the final third like kind of what's it for that's why strikers like harry kane who can Finish on a consistent basis, get paid what they get paid. That's why they're valued at what they are valued at. It's so and he hard. Wins headers. It's so hard to find a striker who can finish consistently. Yeah. That was the problem with so we'll go into the city game quick and then we're gonna end this up. Uh that Chelsea uh city game, dude, if you don't allow the cross from outside, which you know, Chelsea's formation just doesn't allow them to they're not going to be able to find the likes of Holland. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to find a goal. For, kind of like, it almost reminded me of like the Vinicius goal in the Champions League final against Liverpool, mm-hmm. where it was kind of like a shot slash cross, obviously Grealish, beautiful ball across the box, and uh, excellent finishing from Mares, But And Trent was sleeping on the back post. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, Cucaracha was sleeping. Trent, uh, no, not Trent. Uh, Keppa was sleeping. Yeah, Keppa came for it. Yeah. He came halfway for it and then pulled back. I'm not it really made sure. No sense. Did he think that it was going out of bounds, that there was no one on the back post? That's he what was I like, thought. In live time, in live time, when yeah. he stopped, I thought, oh, it's wide. Yeah, like, oh, it's going out of bounds. He yeah. was just letting it. Like, he didn't want to make a play and push it back into the middle by accident. But also, I feel like that's a catchable ball. If you, like, shuffle, shuffle, dive, and you just go after it with your body and try to hold it in, I feel like he catches that in his chest. Right. Well, you, you can't in get a game caught in like, the middle. Yeah, in a game like that, if you can get it, get it. Yeah. Because City really didn't have many, like, Great, great goal scoring opportunities. Yeah. Kepa made a couple saves, but nothing completely ridiculous. And the fact that City's one goal was a mistake on the keeper. I mean, obviously it's not ideal for Chelsea, but you got to feel all right about it. Like you really didn't get, it was a bend don't break performance outside of the one mistake from, in my opinion, Kepa. They kind of gave him a Everton performance. And the only difference was that Everton took Finished that extra shot yeah. mm-hmm. outside the box. That was dangerous. Mm-hmm. But it's, well, it kind of remind me of that. Well, I mean, Chelsea's back line, I thought in the second half, it looked like they got dominated, dominated. It looked like they gave up a lot of chances. But at the end of the day, like we talked about after we watched the game together, was where was Holland? Yeah. The, guy, the guy, he almost got on the end of a header, I think. He almost got on the he had end a shot of on tar- a... He had a shot off target. Yeah, he had a good lefty shot off target in the first half. He almost got on the end of a ball on the ground uh, after the first goal. But I think that center back pairing of Koulibaly and Thiago Silva really deserves a little bit of credit. Well, even you go across the back line, even Phil Foden going against Aspilicueta, they really didn't even attack down that side very much. Yeah, They knew that they wanted to attack Kukurea and that they knew that that was the weak link on the back line. And they just had a field day over there. They're just attacking him nonstop going down that side. And like we said, the other three in the Chelsea back line played really well, but most of City's attacks came from either down their right wing or from their midfield. And you know that's Pep, too. You know that's Pep telling them, if you go down the left side, you're off the field. Yep. And for some reason, they have like an extermination on Phil Foden. And I feel so bad for the kid. Because if you just let the kid... Dance around on the ball and find opportunities. He's electric, bro. This ch- this uh, city team would be unparalleled. They were doing that beginning of the year. They were kind of just letting Phil uh, feeding Phil Foden, letting him play the ball around the the outside of the box on like nor- towards the touchline, giving him space, giving him pass opportunities. He gave a couple passes into the box to Holland. He missed a couple, but the kid had a hat trick this year as well. Where I kind of like you know. You, I feel like Pep has slowly been taking him out of starting lineups and it doesn't make sense. Why? Why are you putting Jack Grealish in? Don't get me wrong. Assist today. Beautiful. I think Phil Foden also can make assists. But the game plan that they had when he was in the game was only right side. And to not switch it up or probably not be allowed to switch it up because if you do, like I said, you're off the you're off the you're on the bench. Um it's kind of weird. It's a weird thing to do for to a player who's so skillful, so unbelievable on the pitch. Well it's fun it's funny because we've been talking about how they only attacked Cucurella, but that's the the side that the goal really came from was behind us Pilaqueta. Yeah. And um you know, maybe that's the game plan is to go at the weaker side of defense, go at Cucurella and create as many chances because you think you'll get more chances against him. But I don't know if it came off a counter or how it happened. Um, then you will get that opportunity, the odd opportunity from the opposite side that will provide a, a chance for somebody to put, a, put away a finish. And that that's good coaching in itself there too because – you know, they're not expecting it. You know, maybe as Piliqueta realizes the way we do in real time, they're really going down the opposite flank. So he flank. starts cheating, yeah. And he cheats a little bit. Uh, I hope, you know, that's not his thought process. It probably isn't. But that's what happens. I don't remember how the, even the goal broke down. I just know it was a, a pass wide and a good cross in. Yeah. Well, all respect to Chelsea, I mean, uh, Chelsea and City. Both teams, well, Chelsea not so much, but honestly, like we were saying, losing 1-0 to a City squad, not giving up a lot of opportunities, 
pretty good to see out of them. Especially because they lost their two wingers so early on in the game. They lost Pulisic, they lost Sterling so quickly. Yeah, yeah a lot of adjustments needed to be made early. And that was a big, that was heartbreaking for them because they were actually, they had, they created some opportunities with Pulisic out there. Like that stick from uh, John Stones that ended up getting him that injury. That was a great buildup. That was a great opportunity to score. And mm-hmm. it seems like that might have been one of their better opportunities of the game. And it was when Pulisic was in the game. Yeah. Guy gets hurt when he gets opportunities. Well, I've said it before. He just falls all over the place. This was a good tackle. Wasn't falling when he took the shot. But there's something about him that it seems to me he just puts himself in injury-provoking situations. He run. I don't know. I don't know. Remember that Iran goal he scored? Yeah, yeah injury, but if he, if he doesn't do that, U.S. don't make it to the next That's round. an exception. Yeah, but what if, like, somehow he stayed, instead of diving to kick it, what if he just stayed on his feet and kicked it? He got he, he got that drama. he got that ball in though whatever it takes that but, that but ball that goal, goal that opportunity he that was a must win we didn't score anything else so if he doesn't run through that shit listen like I said I don't play the sport in that type of not even close less than like a millionth of what that is compared to but like I said I just read the situation where if you are in not injury prone but if if you're willing to put your body on the line or if you could be smart about the finish. To save your body, what's worth it more? Right. Obviously, this one, I don't know if there's anything he can do. He's going, he's winding up for a shot. It just gets blocked at the same time. His foot's hitting the ball. Hi, probably hyperstends his knee. Yep. Now you buckle in. You probably don't tear anything. Hopefully, I don't think he tore anything. But you're in pain. You strain it. It's it's not a comfortable thing to deal with. That's a stinger. You're feeling it. You're feeling it. You're feeling it for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he did. Maybe he could have taken an extra touch, like I said. Who fucking knows? Um, but kid's a beast, and it was unfortunate that he had to be taken off early like that, him and Sterling. Well, what great. happens to Chelsea now that they've just lost two of their more prominent attackers? I think this kid Hutchinson and this kid well, Hall. Yeah, Lois Hall, the wing back. He might get some more opportunities. Hutchinson, I think, will for sure get more opportunities. Dude, what if they play Hall as a winger? Could happen. They still have Ziyech. I mean, he was taken off pretty late for for uh, Hutchinson. Um, they still have some options, but the thing is, when they uh, need to go to their bench, they're gonna be struggling. Yeah. To bring in uh, proven quality, they might bring in talent, but to bring in proven quality, quality, they'll they'll be struggling. Well, we're in the January transfer window. Let's see what they do. They did bring in a forward and another back, but we're gonna see what else they. Uh... <laughs> What else they can do if they're buying or if they're just going to stick with where they're at. It's going to be an true. interesting transfer Very window. True. Yeah, We're going to keep you guys updated with the transfer window, current stats. We have Gakpo moving to Liverpool. Pretty much a solid rumor at this point. No, Probably, it's done. He had his done. first session today. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be bringing all these hot topics coming up. Thank you guys for listening once again. You guys are the best. We'll talk to you soon. Signing off, Ryan. Q-Dog. Love you guys.